Hello, everybody, and welcome to This Is About Movies. I'm your host, Randy May, and normally I'm joined with my co-host, Jeremiah Edmonds, but he's not here today. Uh, There's a good reason for that, because I'm actually going to be joined by a special guest for this particular episode, and that is my wife, Jenny. We went and saw the Barbie movie, and we both loved it quite a bit, but my wife really connected with it in a really special way, and we were like, well, shoot you got to be on the show. So please give her a warm welcome. And we really hope that you like this episode. I think it's a great conversation. And there's some fun surprises as well along the way. But without further ado, let's jump in. Talking about Barbie. So now is when I should sing, I'm a Barbie girl. <laughs> this is exactly the right time for that. <laughs> Go on. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. But you know the words. A little bit. A, a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think you know the whole thing. I was not allowed to listen to that song. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember there was a girl whenever I was in elementary school. I think I was in fourth or fifth grade and she was younger than me by like a year and she did it for a talent show. And I was like, what? She can sing that song? I can't even (laughs) listen to it. (laughs) I've listened to that song, but I don't really know. I don't really know much about it. Is it just inappropriate or what? (laughs) I'm pretty sure at one point it says you can undress me anywhere. Oh. And that's the part that makes it okay, a little, so little inappropriate very, for kids. I gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> How old was this talent show that you <laughs> I was I remember being in elementary school. Wow. Yeah. So Freya wants to sing that song at her talent shows. We're gonna do an edited version. We're gonna do an edited version. <laughs> <laughs> or we're just gonna it depends what school she goes to. We might get kicked out. Hmm. We'll see. I don't know how it would be embraced. (laughs) (laughs) So I brought something with me. Uh Uh-oh. What did you bring? (laughs) (laughs) I brought a surprise. Oh, boy. Okay. You have a whole bag. What is this? I know. You didn't even. I didn't. Well, I just just assumed. (laughs) I don't know. You You needed supplies or something. I don't know. (laughs) I like usually carry a tiny purse if that. And I have this giant thought Maybe today you just needed more. I don't know. Well, since we're talking about the Barbie movie. Okay. I brought some stuff. Oh, okay. (laughs) So my mom keeps everything. Uh Uh-huh. And um, she has some of my Barbies from back in the day because I used to have a very big collection of Barbies. Okay. And so I went and rummaged through some of them and brought some of them with me. Okay. So you're you're pulling out <laughs> just a bunch of Barbie props from yes. – uh, by props, I mean like like – Props for the toys, like just little items, like you're setting up a beach volleyball net right now. And it is a hammock. A, oh, it's a hammock. Okay, yeah. it looks like a volleyball. Oh, okay, I see it now. Yeah, it's like palm trees. So I got excited um, uh, when we were watching the movie. There was so much stuff in the movie that I had whenever I was a kid. And I was like, I've got those palm trees. Like they did 
a wonderful job at recreating these toys. Oh wow! In that's... the movie. Okay, know, she's pushing this little knob, and then like palm leaves are coming out of the top of the palm tree. Isn't it so cute? This is these are the ones that were in the background yeah, of the Barbie cool. mansion in the movie. That's so I was like, I had those. <laughs> You've got like a little like beach chair yes. uh, for Barbie to lay out on. Although it's kind of tiny, maybe it's not for Barbie. Maybe it's for I've other? got a was... surfboard. Okay, but it had a little thing that popped into it so it was like windsurf okay yeah kind of thing okay so here are some of the barbies which i did have a large collection and then we gave away some of those barbies to my little cousins so Mm -hmm. i only have a small collection now and they're all basically things like baywatch barbies oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) who is wait they're like just barbie figures of baywatch characters or is it like yeah. Is that, that's not Ken. That's just. No, no, no. Well, I mean. Is that supposed to be David Hasselhoff? <laughs> <laughs> it might be. <laughs> and then. I, I think have... it is. I think that's supposed to be. <laughs> I guess this is Pamela Anderson. Isn't she in Baywatch? Yep. Okay. Sorry. Never that's watched hilarious. Baywatch either, but I have the Barbie. Although that just looks like Barbie. That doesn't. It is. It is Barbie. Well, I mean, Barbie kind of does look like Pamela Anderson, so. Uh, yeah, I guess, yeah. Um, that's so funny. Anyways, I don't <clears throat> I don't think she's going to stay on the hammock. Okay, so, and then they've got, you know, their little jet ski Baywatch. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, then I brought this one because there was something similar in the movie, but it's not quite the same. I have the dog. Oh, the dog that poops. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's way bigger than I thought. Okay, well, this okay, one's actually this, furry. Yeah, this one is not the pooping dog, but it is a dog. walking dog. So I have the Barbie that's the dog walker. Okay. And this one had, I think he has batteries in him. So he actually walks. Oh, and okay. I think he stops and barks too. That makes sense. Are, so is it, that dog. are the batteries working? Like, can we turn it on and see if it? I'm sorry, I didn't get that thorough with this recreation. (laughs) I'm going to try and turn it on and see. But this is the the Barbie that walks the dog. Why is she wearing a helmet? (laughs) She also skateboards. Oh, she skateboards. I was like, this is a a pretty intense dog walking. She's got to wear a helmet. And her Um, knees bend. She's so preppy. She look at yeah, look I, at that. Yeah, all this for that's, all those tricks. All this is not normal. Stunts. Is that that's not normal for no, her knees to bend? No, usually their knees are like this <clears> where <throat> they do the little kind of like little pop bend. Mm-hmm. See, observe. I wouldn't even pop know how bend. to turn this dog. The, usually it's just like it can bend oh. just a tiny bit. Her knees actually have like joints. Okay, I didn't know. I thought they were always just plastic. That's like a rubber that Oh, yeah. There's, like, joints inside. Okay, And then I think her elbow's bend, too. And I'm pretty sure she has knee pads and elbow pads because, you know, safety first. Yeah. Okay, so. I like how she's skating in a long sleeve polo shirt with some, like, plaid (laughs) Plaid pants. pants. (laughs) Capris. I I don't know. They're not really, like. Okay, this one was one of my favorites. Okay. This is the Native American Barbie. Okay. And I am partially Native American, so I thought she was, like, the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. She's kind of like Pocahontas, but she is not Pocahontas. hmm So, she's, like, I'm shocked that she's in, like, such good condition, because I had this one for a really long time. That's true, yeah. So, she's got, like, describe what you're, what she's... Okay, so she's got, like, really long dark hair, 
and then she has some feathers in her hair and she's got like a outfit with like fringe on it and with beaded stuff on the front and a long skirt and like boots that go along with it and it's all turquoise and she's got turquoise jewelry on. Yeah, I've had these in a box and all the Barbies have like rubber bands in their hair and when you keep them in a box in the garage, all the rubber bands dissolve. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they all have like bits and pieces of dissolved rubber bands in their hair. Oh. Well, that's cool. Do you have more? I do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is a big bag. So it it's... is. Okay. I just have a few more. I tried to just keep it to a small selection. My mom was like, bring the whole box. Uh-huh. I'm like, no, no, it's just okay. a crate. I do have the Barbie dream house, but I I don't think it's the actual Barbie dream house. It's just like a, it is a pop-up version. I don't know if that's what the actual Barbie dream house was, but I feel like mine's a small version, Hmm. but I, they do still have it. Okay. So I have, that one's cool. When one of the Olympic years, I got these ice skaters. Wait, is that Tanya Harding Barbie? Cause that's. It does look like her. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, but it really does look like it. Okay, do you remember? We watched I, Tonya together. Yes, we And did. Margot Robbie is... Oh, plays, my gosh, I forgot her. about that. <laughs> so That's a- hilarious. <laughs> Man, this Barbie might be worth a lot That really looks <laughs> exactly like Tonya Harding, so I think that's probably what it is. Even the outfit, I'm pretty sure, is her outfit, but or one of her outfits. But Okay, so these Barbies. <clears throat> I brought the Ken version. Uh, he's, got little, he's got little <laughs> yes he can hold her up okay so she <laughs> <laughs> she's got this like this ice skating barbie and uh a male companion who i don't know who what care who is he supposed to be i get maybe he, he's supposed to be an actual skater but i don't know he, is, he is ken this is, is ken, ken and barbie i'm pretty sure okay he is he uh assist her though like he's, yes but he doesn't really do a whole lot except for hold he her just up. holds her up so she's got this like <laughs> belt where his hands can like fit into the these little stirrups and then he can raise her up in the air and she can just do her her spins and tricks and stuff that's pretty that's pretty fun actually <laughs> she um i am not doing this very well there we go <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> she's got a little like wind thing on her back so oh, you can wind, so you can her, wind up. her up and then and then she'll spin Will she around just do in the, the spin? Air. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. And then he has skates also, but I apparently took his blades off and didn't put them back on. Yeah, he's just running around in boots. <laughs> <laughs> he's just holding her up, running around. But he's happy to be there, though. He's got a big smile. They're also athletic, so they also have bending joints. Yep. Although, yeah, these ones are actual bending ones. And then her little belt does come off if she just wants to skate on her own. She does not have to be always lifted in the air. <laughs> but it is cool that she gets lifted there. That's pretty fun. I So I played not with Barbies when I was a kid. We Well, we did play with Barbies whenever we went to. We were When we were really little, my mom left us at a babysitter across the street. And they had a, a daughter who was a little bit older than me. And... Basically, she just decided what we were going to do when we were over there. And so, so we played Barbies with her all the time. But as I got older, we I just basically got Star Wars toys. So I always had Star Wars and Jurassic Park action figures. And they, some of the thing is fun is that they always tried to come out with new 
innovative ways to make the toys interesting and engaging and stuff. And so like you can see that there's like a little bit of like some gimmicks of like, oh, she can spin and this mm-hmm. one winds up and this one does this thing and stuff. And um I imagine like they did some cool stuff with the Star Wars toys, but I imagine that Barbie did, has done quite a bit more <laughs> just because of how popular that toy line is. I thought it was funny in the movie how they're like how Barbies in Barbie Land are like we have shown women that they can be whatever they want because really they do have like every career path mm-hmm. is a Barbie. Um, one of the ones that I was the most excited to get, and I was probably too old to be playing with Barbies whenever I got this one, was the one that connected to my computer. And I thought it was the same one in the movie, but the one in the movie had like a screen on her back. On her back, yeah. Mine did not. So, But mine did have the little like necklace that had like a black ball on it because that was like the Bluetooth thing. That was what connected it to the computer. Mm-hmm. And so um, it had like a USB thing you plugged in and then you had a disc that you had to put in your computer to download the program. And then um, she sat at a computer and the computer like, I think, talked to her, you know, like that's what was like programming her. Um, But you can type in whatever you want her to say. And then her mouth moves. Oh, So then she had a button on her back. So then you could take her off of her computer desk and then you can take her anywhere and she will say whatever you programmed her to say um, whenever you push the button on her back. So I thought I was like a computer genius because <laughs> I, <laughs> I had to figure all this out because my parents didn't really know how to use computer programs very much. Mm-hmm. So I'm like putting it in, figuring out how to download this, figure out how it all works, can program her to say whatever I want her to say. And then can go around and be like, hey, dad, ask her this. And then, you know, have her answer with <laughs> whatever I programmed her, you know. Was but, it like Barbie's voice? Yeah. Get, or how did that work? Was it all like choppy and weird or did it like, do you remember it being pretty smooth as far as how that? I mean, it was like the best thing I had ever heard of, you know, but yeah. it was before you could do anything like that. So um, I don't know. I don't remember. I'll have to, cool. I should look up videos to see if anybody has any videos of that Barbie. Like, mm-hmm. because in my memory, she, yeah, she was like, she talked like Barbie and was yeah. like perfect. But, <laughs> um, but it was like, yeah, it was shocking. I definitely was in middle school whenever I had that one because of where we lived. I probably should not have had a Barbie, but I thought she was the best thing ever. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was weird because um, whenever I was younger, like my cousin and I played Barbies almost every day. And we had like the little McDonald's Barbies. And then we had all, we each had our own collection Mm -hmm. and like played pretend constantly with our Barbies. And then she would chew the hands on them and I'd get so upset because I like kept them in pristine condition. Mm. But then like as I got older, it turned into like, this collection that I, I mean, like at that time, it was cool for everybody to collect something like Beanie Babies were the big thing at that time too, when I was in middle school. Mm -hmm. And so Barbies were like my thing that I already had a bunch of them. And so now it's like, oh, I can get the Barbies in the boxes and like that are like the collector's ones, like these Olympic ones were like, oh, these are going to be worth money one day because <laughs> <laughs> because they're Olympic Barbies. And I have the millennial Barbie. and The millennial Barbie, uh-huh. like from 
2000? Uh-huh. Okay. She's got a beautiful dress on, and I think there's like a disco ball. That okay. one's still in the box <laughs> because, you know, it might be worth money one day. Uh-huh. Um, and then I have my, the My Fair Lady Barbie, which was like, that was the one I was like dreaming of. And my grandma bought it for me, and I was just like, I can't believe I have this Barbie. <laughs> but I have one more to show you. Okay. Um, so I really liked this one. My brother was really into Orlando Magic. Uh-huh. Um, that was his basketball team of choice. Even though we lived in California, for some reason, he chose that one yeah. to <laughs> root for. Um, so they had an Orlando Magic Barbie, and I got it. And it has a, I think it's, has a, I can't remember what jersey she's wearing. If it's Penny Hardaway or... Tracy McGrady. Oh, it just says Barbie, but it's number one. So I think it's Penny Hardaway, pretty sure, which I liked the team because my brother liked it so much. So I was like, look at this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the best, uh, like, sports stuff ever. That's fun. She's got, like, a jacket on and the shorts and yep. some, like, knee braces <laughs> <laughs> and some long white socks that are all, like, are those actual socks or are they just plastic around her? You know, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever taken off her shoes. She's got some tennis shoes that are pretty hardcore. Yeah. I think, I don't know that her shoes come off actually. Yeah, they don't look like, they. Look, but are the socks like molds or are they like actual fabric? Oh, there's fabric. Okay. It's fabric. Yep. There you go. That's so interesting. Yeah, they kind of look like they're going for like a Reebok vibe with her shoes, but. And um, she's kind of got like a little bit of a tough look because she's yeah, got she like yeah. like a little bit of like highlight low lights going on mm-hmm. and has like a darker lipstick and and her hair is no still earrings. super long. <laughs> no earrings. She does have her ears pierced. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever noticed that. But that I mean you can't wear earrings when you're playing basketball. Yeah. <laughs> I mean the attention to detail is pretty good. Yep. That's so crazy. Anyways, there's my collection. This was a great surprise. <laughs> I'm glad that you brought all these. <laughs> so, I mean, when we watched the movie together, you were, throughout the film, you were talking about, like, you are pointing out all the different things that you were like, oh, yeah, I had that, I had this, I had mm-hmm. that. So, like, on that level of, like, the toy itself, like, your connection to the toy, you, the movie really was made for you. <laughs> like you, you were like, you were the exact target audience for yeah. this movie in many ways, more than, more than just the, like, oh, you had the toys. But, um, it was fun to like, because I, like I said, I didn't play with Barbies growing up. I thought the movie was great, but there was, you had a much deeper connection to it than I did. Uh, and I'm really excited to, to talk about that today. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely felt like it was made for, the movie was made for me and for my generation a little bit. Uh, there was so many things that kept popping up throughout it that just made me like smile or laugh or cry. And um, yeah, I said cry whenever, <laughs> right after we saw the movie, people were like, how'd you like it? And I was like, it made me cry. They're like, wait, the Barbie movie? (laughs) Like, yeah, actually, there were three points in the movie that I cried, and I almost started sobbing (laughs) at one of them. So, um, yeah, it was a really great experience. Um, Yeah, it was very nostalgic. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it just spoke to me as a mom 
and as a career woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it hit so many deep levels. And I was not expecting it at all. I was <laughs> I was expecting this to be like a funny, happy movie, not one that was gonna put me on an emotional roller coaster. But it ended up good. <laughs> I didn't know how it was gonna go though when it started. Probably like ten minutes into the movie. Was it like ten minutes? Something like that. Uh maybe ten or twenty minutes into the movie. Which, what are you talking about? I started crying for the first time and almost audibly started sobbing, (laughs) which is not normal for me. I'm not, I'm not easily moved to tears. I mean, I do cry. Yeah, but not, not really during movies though. Yeah. So I'm usually the one that's a mess and you're just like, pull it together. Yeah, I just remember it being pretty early into the movie because I was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> I did what not was want the this What was the scene? I mean, I know what the scene was, but you tell her. Um, so the first time I cried, um, they were showing a mother and daughter playing with Barbies, and um, oh gosh, it's gonna make me cry right now. <laughs> um, and then it starts going through the sequence of like that mother and daughter getting older and the Barbies still like being a part of their experience together. And then the daughter gets too old and is like, um, not wanting to play with her mom and not wanting to play with the Barbies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started crying as soon as they started showing the, <laughs> the little girl and her mom playing with the Barbie, because, um, I have a two year old, we have a two year old who, um, just discovered my little McDonald's Barbies um, that are like the little little plastic ones. Yeah, like little Happy Meal toys uh-huh. from the 90s. So. And um, she loves them and mm-hmm. uh, just almost every day says, Mama, you play Barbies with me? And so that just was like, oh gosh, um, I have the struggle of like, I work a lot, and so I would rather be home playing with Rhea. And uh, so that just watching that scene of the mother and daughter playing, I was like, I want to be at home playing with Rhea, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> playing Barbies. Um, and it's and that day in particular, I was having a hard time of just like missing her, mm-hmm. and so it's like. I just was not expecting that in the movie to be like, yeah. here's these moments that mm-hmm. that you only get little snippets of, you know, and they run out. I think that was the part that like really got me was like, mm-hmm. it's showing this child growing and not wanting to play with her mom anymore. And I was like, please don't remind <laughs> me <laughs> that there's an end. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was a struggle. So in the movie, they're, they're having this connection and she's getting, if I remember correctly, because it's, it's been a couple weeks since we saw it, but they have this, uh, she has this like moment where she sees the, the girl in real life when they come into like our world mm-hmm. and she makes that connection. And she's like, oh, this is like, I'm connecting with the daughter. Like, this is my person that, you know, yep. we need to. She thinks that it's her, her memories. Stuff. That it's her she... memories that she's having. Yeah. And that's, um, that's 
that's a lot already for you because it's you know what you just talked about but then a little bit later in the film it's it's revealed that it is in fact the mother's memories and it's her mother is actually the person that's connected with with barbie and uh i feel like that's probably is that the moment where it almost got audible sobbing? <laughs> just not that it's important that you were crying, but it's just, I know like, it's, cause I, as a, someone who's just there and I understand like when it happened, I was just like, oh yeah, this is, Jenny's yeah. really going to connect with this. And then when they turn it on its head oh again, you're, I was like, oh no, <laughs> like they're, gonna, they're going for this. The and they show it again. They show the same memories. Yeah. But, but a with new bit, context. Yeah, yeah. Then you're like, oh, it's the mother's perspective. <laughs> well, the worst part. Okay. So then the mother is significant for me also mm-hmm. because um, I can't remember her name. It's America something. America Ferreira was mm-hmm. the mom. But she is in several movies that I had seen growing up that I had also connected with. Um, so she's in the the Disney Channel movie, Gotta Kick It Up. And I loved that movie. It was about cheerleaders that were the underdogs. <laughs> and then she was also in Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. And again, that was something that my mom and I had bonded over. We were in Hollywood when they were doing the premiere of Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. And we were just like watching the red carpet stuff, trying to see if we'd see anybody famous. And somebody walked by and came and gave us tickets to go to the after party. So we went to that and we got to meet her and Hmm. the rest of the cast. So it was just kind of like a, I don't know, she was somebody that I grew up with. Like I saw her whenever I was in middle school and high school in these roles where she was very inspirational. Mm -hmm. And then she's the mom (laughs) (laughs) and she's dealing with a lot of the same things that I'm dealing with. Like she has a daughter that wants to play Barbies with her who's growing up and she's like a little ahead of me, which she has always been. Mm -hmm. She's like the person that goes through stuff before I have gone through it, you Mm -hmm. know? And so um, I saw her with the struggle with her daughter. Well, then she's also an executive assistant (laughs) (laughs) at this big company. And I'm like, oh no, like I'm an executive assistant. And there's that struggle of like wanting to spend more time with your kids but you're a career woman. And then she's also like has these ideas for Barbies, Mm -hmm. but she's not in the role to share them. Mm. Um, Even though she can have some good ideas for them and is really good at drawing her ideas and everything. And so anyways, I just related so much to her character (laughs) (laughs) and was like, right. Yeah. And then she's like, yeah, she continues throughout the movie. And I, I just, yeah, I just felt a bond to her even more now. So I felt like it was appropriate that she was the one playing the mom. It was like, yep, this movie was made for me. It's kind of crazy in that way. Like how I'm sure that many women have have had very similar experiences, especially around our age, mm-hmm. um, because they will have grown up with uh, those films as well. And, and as well as growing up playing with Barbies and stuff. And I, I, it obviously uh, Greta Gerwig is, is very talented and knows exactly what she's trying to do right. <laughs> with what you know what she's trying to get across and who she's trying to make this movie for and so she really nailed it at least from my perspective it seems like and and obviously I'm not like connecting in that same way. There's another half to this movie. I know what words. <laughs> so we talked about all the like. <laughs> 
sentimental sides of it, but there was, it was, it had a lot happening in it. There was so much that they covered mm-hmm. and could have been trying to say or just said without having to uh, really explain too much, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Anyways, what was your takeaway from it? What was your perspective? I honestly, I really, um, I thought it was really cool. I think going to the movie with you, and this is going to sound like I'm, I'm sort of pandering to the, uh, but I, I actually thought it was cool that it was a movie that was not made for me. <laughs> it like was so clearly not made for me, not in a way, not that it was bad, but that it was like, wow, I am not the target audience of this movie. And I still enjoyed this movie. And it is very eye-opening in that way because it's like, holy crap, like as a male, I am the audience for most other movies (laughs) and I've never thought about it as in, I just assume that, yeah, we're all the audience to all these other movies. And so to be in a film where it's like, oh, I'm, no, this isn't, this movie's not for me. Uh, obviously, there's ways in for me to connect and other things like that through Ryan Gosling's character and and a few other elements. Um, but I just thought that was really, I I don't know if I've ever seen a movie that has opened my eyes to that more. Uh, I thought that was really cool. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it because <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like am I a part of the patriarchy? Um, <clears throat> and. How do you feel about horses? How do I feel about horses? <laughs> I don't like them as much as Ryan Gosling does. <laughs> that is, I love that line though, when he's like, when I found out that patriarchy is not really about horses, I just didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I read something about Ryan Gosling thinking about this role. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, or what I read, I don't know how accurate it is, but um, said that he read the script and was considering it. And then he decided to go look for his daughter's Ken doll to see where it was. And it was outside, face down in the mud. <laughs> and he said, <laughs> yep, I'll take the, <laughs> the part. I'll be your Ken. <laughs> so I thought that whole, that decision to make Barbie Land very, um, it's like run by Barbies. It's very pro women. Mm-hmm. Women can do anything. Um, and oh, there's Ken. Like he's yeah. he's here, but he's not the center of attention, and he's kind of like left out a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was a really funny choice. Um, just because, first of all, as a kid playing with Barbies, yeah. I, Ken was there, but it was really, (laughs) it was really about Barbie Uh um, because I was imagining myself being Barbie, you know, and like being the vet, being the doctor, being the um, dancer, being the surfer, all those things. And Ken was there, (laughs) (laughs) but I wasn't Ken. I didn't ever imagine myself that way. And I, and he wasn't ever like the center of my focus, but I wasn't consumed by like, you know, relationships either with guys at the time. Like the, 
the kins in my life were like my dad and my brother and my grandpa, you know, that were like a part of my life. But I wasn't ever like, oh, the boy that I like, like there's the prince and princess whole thing that that little girls like to uh, pretend. But whenever I felt like Barbies were so much girl focused, like Mm -hmm. very much like girls night out every night (laughs) because that's what we want to do is have slumber parties and we want to hang out with our girlfriends and paint nails and watch (laughs) movies and um go to the beach and all of these things so i just i thought that was hilarious um that ken was like yeah he's here where's his house oh he doesn't have one yeah (laughs) because because it's Barbie land. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's funny that at one point they're like, where do they even stay? Like, I know. They don't know. <laughs> at the beach. Yeah, I, I do. I mean, I so I like, I this movie is, I think on this, it's, it doesn't seem to be as deep as it actually is. It, it sort of is like very like, hey, it's super funny. It's fun. It's a pretty simple like premise. There's not, it's not getting too crazy with that. But it touches very briefly on some really deep subject matter and then moves on mm-hmm. very quickly. Because it doesn't really like, it doesn't want to get like, I think bogged down with be- all of the heavy stuff. But it does want to acknowledge it and it wants to invite us into that conversation so i think like i've only seen the film one time but i feel like on a second viewing i would have i don't know i'd be looking more for those elements of it because even just as we're sitting here thinking about it now you're asking earlier about how i connected to it Mm -hmm. i i appreciate how it revealed like it it sort of opens my eyes to um like I'm obviously aware that it's like we live in a man's world type thing. Like I get that. And I, I know a lot of people talking about this movie, people that have thrown shade at it and not been, you know, they're like, oh, it's just a feminist, blah, 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 blah. You know, mm-hmm. it's just this thing. They're just, you know, uh, it, it isn't that. And it it's just in a very like fun and almost like gentle way reversing the roles yeah. <clears throat> so you have women in a place of power uh who are not able to see the world through the men's eye through ken's eyes yeah uh and they don't see anything wrong with that mm-hmm. uh and then you have the men who are like at least ken all the kens like who are in a place of just like we're here for you like our existence is based on you and your happiness um and in a very like, you know, uh, simple way. That's they're taking our real, our real life roles <laughs> in our society and and turning them on their heads. And so when Ken discovers the patriarchy in the real world, it's this like weird, like oddly, like you know that this is a bad thing, but it's also like really positive for him. Like it's something that like. You're like, wow, Ken's becoming his own person it in a way. It empowers him. It yeah. empowers him. And mm-hmm. it's like, as 
as weird as you, like we know that like when we think of patriarch and we think of all this stuff, it's like there's a lot of it's negative. And I'm not saying this movie is like, hey, the patriarch is good. Uh, it's not. It's not. But you can see how like Ken just like lights up mm-hmm. and he 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 attaches to something that is ultimately negative. But in the early stages of it, like he starts to like feel like what he thinks Barbie feels like all the time. Um, and I think that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, I thought it was, (laughs) I thought it was the best or a very good way of looking at like the feminist movement, Mm -hmm. um, because it's like, it is showing you the extreme opposite and it's like, this is fun, but in Barbie land, when it starts, it's like, it's not right. You know, like, you know, that it feels not right for it to be that extreme Mm -hmm. for Ken to just be like a, Oh, there's Ken. Um, Mm -hmm. but like not given any respect, you know? Um, and Barbie is just like the leader of the world and can do anything. And Ken can, is just there. He's just beach. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. He's just there. And his identity is found through Barbie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they go to the real world and it's like, okay, showing you glimpses of how there it's still, we have, we still have a long way to go because it is still very male driven mm-hmm. in our world. Um, and so it, it was just like a really good way of like, okay, t- it, can't be the extreme one way or the other Mm -hmm. there are it doesn't work like it needs to be more balanced um we don't need to find you know these identities of like it's all men or it's all women is not okay Mm -hmm. um and that those do need to be balanced out um but i like how they handled it of like just making it a little funny Mm-hmm. Um, because it's like easier for us to take in and yeah. it, it helps like, I feel like it helps the whole audience like see it without having to like tell you directly what's happening, you know, yeah. if that makes sense. But, um, yeah, I thought it was really, really clever how they did it all mm-hmm. and had a message without it having to be too serious. Yeah. It doesn't. As on the nose as it is sometimes, it doesn't ever feel heavy-handed with it. Right. It doesn't feel like it's trying to shove anything down your throat. It's just kind of like, hey, what if we looked at it this way? Mm-hmm. It's interesting, isn't it? Okay, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like, and that's, it's, it's, you know, I think it's appropriate for what the movie is because it it's like really at the end of the day, this movie is way better than it has any right to be. Like it's a movie about Barbies. Like, <laughs> no offense. Obviously, Barbie has made a Nobody huge impact on our culture. <laughs> but like, it's it's not when you think you're gonna go see a movie about Barbie. If you don't know who Greta Gerwig is, yeah, you're not expecting a movie that's gonna make you think about life. Yeah, uh, and your place in it, and our society, and the like balance between of power between men and women, and all this stuff, like mm-hmm. our capability to do, to achieve the things that we want to achieve, being okay with not doing those things. Like there's so much packed into this movie that it, it's just like, 
what in the world? Like, why? <laughs> like, you know, and I found out, I actually was talking to a friend yesterday and they were saying that this was not a movie that Greta Gerwig was just like seeking to do. They approached her and basically hired her to make a movie. Mattel did. Oh, wow. So it's like, she That's obviously took it and was like, I'm going to do something interesting, like crazy with this. Yeah. Are you down? And like, good for them for being okay with being the butt of, uh, the joke sometimes and even having the finger pointed at them like you guys messed up with some of this stuff yeah and them being okay and being able to take it because it makes the movie so much better and honestly like even just from the the bare level of like a pr move this movie is like the best thing for barbie that's happened in years yeah it definitely like brought back the the toy and yeah. brought it back to the center of attention and then like just there has been so much stuff on social media of people going and dressing up for Barbie yeah, and yeah. people my age, people older, people bringing their kids. Which I think it's crazy that they're bringing kids because <laughs> yeah. this is like so much would go over their heads. But um, it's just like been such a bonding movie experience for mm -hmm. people, which I think is hilarious. Um, and yeah, I feel like it pro was probably a really great move for Mattel to do for Barbie. But um, I think it's interesting. So I knew I looked up like Barbie along with the feminist movement because I knew that it like went along with it in different areas. So Barbie's been around, I think it was since 1959 is whenever it started. Okay. Um, and then um, it's it has evolved along with um, just feminist movements throughout the years. So it was when it started, um, it was kind of like even its face has changed. So in the 1970s, I believe is whenever they redid the face. And mm. so whenever it was first created, like the eyes were offset at like looking away and it was just kind of a little bit more serious face. Mm -hmm. And then whenever they redid it, like the eyes look straight ahead and her face is more confident um, which was around the time that women had really entered the workforce and mm. were becoming more confident um, in a career path. Mm -hmm. um, and then they started making all these different career Barbies because women were starting to become not just in the workforce, they were like starting to become CEOs and different positions. Like I have a Barbie that's a pilot, mm -hmm. not just a stewardess, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, there's Barbies that are astronauts. There's Barbies that are scientists, you know, there's ones that are teachers. There's Midge who was a mother, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, there were just like, they, they did like Mattel and Barbie did try to encourage women being whatever they wanted to be and not being stuck in the role of mother and housewife, which is what the movie starts with, with the girls bashing their baby doll's heads, in. <laughs> <laughs> which I know that got a lot of heat, but it, it was just uh, the image of like, we don't just have to play like we're a mom, which mm -hmm. is why Barbie started the um the lady i think it's ruth is her name i'm pretty sure it's ruth yes um she started she made a barbie because she saw that her 
um, the boys were able to play with action figures and mm-hmm. could be firefighters and they could be different, all these different things, but girls only had dolls to play with so they could only be mothers. Mm-hmm. And that that was what they got to pretend to be. And she wanted her daughter to be able to pretend to be other things. Um, and so that's why she started Barbie. So I think like the fact that in this movie they deal with some feminism and um, just showing like the imbalance of things still and and how it would be balanced the other way is a good thing because that is kind of what Barbie has always done, mm-hmm. you know, and has been a spokesperson for is like maybe not the leading um, the movement or leading women empowerment, but they are supporting mm-hmm. women in different roles and in different career paths and mm-hmm. everything. So I thought that was really cool that the movie also went along with that. Cause if they didn't, if they went a different storyline, it, it wouldn't really match the whole, like what Barbie does and what Barbie has done throughout the years Yeah, of really like helping girls see that, yes, I can, this would be cool to be an ice skater. This would be cool to be, um, you know, an astronaut or a scientist or something that is different. Like there's so many different things that I could be. Yeah. How do you feel about the, the movie addresses this a little bit, but mostly through the eyes of the daughter um, and how like hateful she is in, in the know. early parts of the film. Yeah. Um, with her sort of like stating out loud the, you know, the elephant in the room of like, well, Barbie is also represented. Like the movie's very pro, like, yeah, Barbie's been a very positive force for women, or at least they, they think it, that. early, they think yeah. that she has, and maybe that's the intent. Um, but the daughter sort of just brings into the light that this idea of it's like, well, yeah, but you've also been a really negative uh, force when it comes to like body image and yeah. expectations on beauty and and stuff and how does that like how do you connect or relate or um I think that's something that I mean is has been brought to light over the last you know five ten years um and a way that our culture is changing of like not having to have these body image um uh, standards. I think even in modeling that has changed as mm. well because you used to have to be a certain size to do, to be a model or you had to be a certain size for like, I don't know, just certain professions where, uh, what you look like mattered. Mm-hmm. Um, even like, uh, professional singers and actors and everything like that, um, had to look certain ways. And I feel like we're getting further from that, mm-hmm. um, now. And so, I I remember that being like a big topic of conversation, you know, a while ago and still like uh it's I don't we don't want to have like you have to look this way. Mm-hmm. Um so I feel like that's something that needed to be brought up in the movie because it is something that has been brought up in real life of like realizing that maybe this isn't the best thing to have like Barbie only look one certain way, like yeah. only be a certain size. That is an unrealistic size for mm-hmm. kids to 
want to be, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. Logistically, I, I feel like they're that size because their clothes are so tiny. <laughs> so to get them to stay, um, it might need to be like certain measurements. Uh-huh. I don't know that it was really thought of like, oh, we want people to have big boobs and small waist, you uh-huh. know? So, yeah. and really long legs. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> I think it was, uh, when it comes to those odd things like that, I think it was funny for them to, and, and cool for them to lean in more into the PG-13 rating uh, and include a lot of stuff that's just like, yeah, I remember that Barbie? That like, you like, I can't even remember, what, you like lift her arms up and her boobs grow. Like, yeah. it's like, no, what was it? It wasn't Skipper, yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't even Barbie. It was just like, it's like interesting <laughs> choices that we made as, a, <laughs> you know, I and then how they would just like show it and be like, yep, this was a real thing and this was also a real thing and yes, Midge was a a real thing and people were freaked out by it. And okay, so I looked up Midge. Okay, because the one that they showed at the end during the credits yeah. was like too old for me to remember, but yeah. I remember Midge, and so I was like, what is like is that? Maybe I'm misremembering. Mm-hmm. So I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so Midge was first released back like in the 60s, I think. Well, then she was re-released throughout the years. Okay. And um, it was in the 90s or maybe early 2000s that she was re-released with the pregnant belly Mm -hmm. where the baby is tucked away in the belly. And then so you can pop off the belly and pull the baby out. So the reason why... (laughs) (laughs) I remember this being... um, like, I don't know. It was the drama for a minute. Yeah. The reason why people were so upset with Midge was because she was being sold by herself. So they said that even though the box, because I just looked this up today, on the box it said the family edition. And Alan is Midge's um, person. Really? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, so they were selling it like, okay, like Midge and Alan are a married couple. Uh-huh. They have a little kid already and then they have a baby. That's a picture on the box. Uh-huh. That's the family edition. But it's only Midge in the box with the baby. So the whole yeah. thing was, this is encouraging teen pregnancy. Okay. I can see. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. And so, and, and then, um, originally Midge was made and so was Alan and they were, Alan was supposed to be Ken's friend and Midge's Midge's boyfriend. (laughs) Okay. So then, and then as they re-released them, it was like, oh, Alan and Midge have gotten married. And I think there's even a wedding version of them. And then there was the family version, except for they didn't put them together. You had to buy them separately. <laughs> and so then when Midge was taken off the shelf from being pregnant on her own, um, they got rid of Alan at that point and oh, nobody geez. cared. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Alan. Yeah. So oh they gosh. didn't even mention that in the movie. I love that. Alan's just there. It's never mentioned that he might be with Midge. Yeah. Like, it's just, <laughs> he's just there. <laughs> Poor Alan. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's really funny. It's almost like the company even knew that Alan wasn't that popular. So they weren't going to waste resources 
creating another one that wasn't, yeah. you know, was just going to get tossed in the sandbox. I wonder if that. Alan's going to come back now. Everybody's like, oh, Alan. Maybe, but I still, I feel like people will still have the same disposition <laughs> towards yeah. him. Just like, yeah, there he is. All right. Over here. <laughs> yeah. I saw another thing that said, um, what was popular for like Midge whenever she was re-released because she had the little pregnant belly that mm-hmm. like when you take the baby out, now it's empty. It was that kids used to use it to hold like erasers for school oh and like gosh. as a little <laughs> coin holder. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. That's so weird. I know. <laughs> that's yes. I can see why they would just want to like put Midge in the past in a little bit. They're just like, yeah. all right. That's a- <laughs> yeah. I don't know about this. I do love, there's that one scene where, yeah, I think I already mentioned it, but when Will Ferrell's character pops out of like, he like comes into Barbie land or whatever and he looks over and sees Midge and he's like, ah, oh God, I'm sorry, uh, Midge, I didn't see you there. Like, just like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and how everyone keeps responding to her that way. It's so funny. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot to talk about with this movie. There's, I mean, <laughs> uh, something I do want to point out that I thought was really great. How I connected to this movie is odds at some points because, like, for one, when Ken is when they're all playing <laughs> when they're on the beach and they're like playing music for everybody, and he's sitting there and he's singing um, "Push" by Matchbox Twenty. <laughs> I told you that I felt personally attacked because I, so I really like, I'm not even going to say liked. I'm going to say I like, I like Matchbox 20. I grew up with them. It was like a band that I wouldn't normally have listened to because we didn't, growing up, we didn't listen to a lot of uh, secular music. We listened to a lot of Christian music. And so the only place that I heard non-Christian music was when I was with my grandparents. And they had, when we would go hang out with them, we would drive around in their truck and they had two CDs in their truck. They had, I think it's called Some Gave All by Billy Ray Cyrus, which was the album with Achy Breaky Heart on it. Mm. Okay. And they also had uh, this uh, Matchbox 20 album uh, that has Push on it. And uh, I think it's called 3AM. I can't remember the name of the album off the top of my head right now, but... Anyways, so we listened to those two albums a lot when we were with my grandparents. And so I just, I enjoyed listening to Billy Ray Cyrus and I enjoyed listening to Matchbox 20, especially. Um, And then as I got older, I ended up buying the album for myself and listening to other stuff. So I had never really thought about Push the way that it's presented in the movie. (laughs) It's like, it's much more aggressive than I just, I never really like, dissected it I just kind of was like yeah it's an interesting song it's not the song that I go to when I listen to that album you know there's other songs I like on that album more but it's it's very emo and the whole album is I mean Matchbox 20 in general it comes from that time period when emo was just like super popular and so it's just a uh, most of of Matchbox 20's stuff is like a guy scorned by the woman he loves and he's just you know it's his it's just a bunch of breakup songs for guys so a lot of it is about like puffing their chests out and just getting over it you know like I don't need you you know and push is like maybe a bit more aggressive because it's just that idea that there's some physicality involved but it but the way when they sing it when he sings it in the movie it's like it just was like, oh, oh, okay. 
this is this is hilarious, but it's also like this is a really intense like you're coming on strong, Ken. Like this is a very this maybe don't pick this song. Um it just was and I I don't know. I thought it was fantastic. And the whole time I was thinking it was like, do the guys on Matchbox 20 know about this? Like are they were they able to get the rights to the song through the the record label? And they and then I found out that Greta Gerwig said that yeah, like, oh yeah, no, the the lead singer of they know and they think it's hilarious. So I was like, oh, cool. That makes it even better because they're in on it. But uh, yeah, it just felt like everything about like that you connected with with Barbie for your like your generation. I say your generation, but we're in the same generation. But Ken has a lot of the same things for me. Not Not as much, but just the fact that he's like into stuff that I liked growing up. Um was just funny. It was just close to home and in a weird way. It it makes you feel like what it honestly had this weird uh like you were under a microscope or under yeah. a magnifying glass a little bit. <laughs> You're kind of like, why is everyone looking at me? Stop stop pointing to you know the you know, <laughs> feeling of uh and then, you know, and everyone's laughing at it and you're like over here like, but I like that song or I, I like that band, you know, whatever. Yeah. I feel like they, um, that they were trying to speak to people in their 30s mm-hmm. because they did throw so many like little bits of culture from when we would have been in middle school or high school mm-hmm. um, into this movie. Like even um, an Easter egg that I found that I had to explain to you yeah. was at the end of the movie the dad in the real world right, says, si yeah. se puede. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I say that all, like, I still say that because of the movie, gotta kick it up. <laughs> and so that made me excited uh-huh. just because I was like, oh, I, I love that they threw that in there because that was something that was basically just for people my age. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would have been watching Disney Channel. and. Saw America Ferrera, and they're like, ah, si se puede. And then they said it. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Love it. And then made fun of him for saying it. Like, yeah. <laughs> like dad, that's cultural appropriation. Yeah. It. <laughs> it's like, what? what do you, okay. So, what do you think this means? Like, what do, what do, how do you think Barbie, the movie, uh, do you think it's going to impact, uh, how movies are made going forward? Do you think that filmmakers, storytellers, studios, whoever, uh, are going to start paying more attention to the, you know, women as an audience? Mm. Do you think we're going to see more movies that are made for specifically for women? And I don't mean like, cause you could be like, well, there's plenty of movies made for women. There's tons of romantic comedies, you know? And it's like, well, okay. And that's not also not to say that like women can't like things like, Star Wars or other stuff like that. Obviously, there are plenty of women who do. Uh, but this felt different in a way that it wasn't just like the subject matter was for women. It was like, no, this is like really for women. Like it, like specifically in their 20s and 30s, maybe 40s, like that age rate. People who grew up playing with Barbie around the same time that Greta Gerwig probably grew up playing with Barbie, if she did. Um it just feels like it hits in a certain way that other movies, a lot of other movies don't. And I'm wondering if, I don't know, do you feel like it'll be the start of something or? I don't know. I, 
hope that it encourages other filmmakers to take the time to put meaning into what they're making um, and like put a message into what they're making or try to find a deeper message to share Mm -hmm. because I feel like they did really good with the Barbie movie of taking something that was nostalgic to to women that are in their you know 30s to 50s probably because that's the range that really would have played with Barbies whenever they were young so they knew maybe they anticipated that they were going to be the audience the primary audience and they they shared or they shed light on what is really happening in our world that is still a struggle without making it too dense and then they were very encouraging Mm -hmm. so they ended with all of these like every time that (laughs) they're speaking truth to the barbies to snap them out of their trance that they were in Mm -hmm. it was like they're speaking truth to us too you know like They're saying you can do it like, you know, don't give up, like keep pushing. And like they were, it was very encouraging. And I felt very encouraged afterwards, which (laughs) is says it feels silly, but like, I really did. Like, I was like, well, I do struggle with this. Like, should I keep, should I keep pushing a career, you know, and like pushing really hard at work, even though I really want to spend more time with my daughter and we want to have more kids and I would like to spend more time with them and help them learn and grow. Um, but then whenever I was leaving the movie, I'm like, but this is empowering other girls to see me in a career. And like, I am helping make the change, (laughs) you know? So it was very encouraging. I don't know. It, it kind of feels like, they took a subject that was like one that was very nostalgic and then they took that time to think about let's encourage women Mm -hmm. and let's also share this message that men are going to be able to see like what it, what the struggle is here Mm -hmm. and why we are pushing hard for things to change, especially in the workplace. I don't know if you can fit that into other movies so well. I hope that you can in some ways, but I wouldn't want it to be forced. And this didn't feel forced. No, yeah, did not. So I don't know. I don't know if, I guess it depends on the movie. Mm -hmm. Maybe ones where it's like, you know, putting women's in, women's, putting, (laughs) (laughs) putting women in roles that are like, you got to stay in the kitchen. Maybe hopefully it'll help those uh, filmmakers be like, wait, she can be a pilot too. Uh You know, I don't know. (laughs) Those women's. Or the, the kid's sick. So the, the, the woman has to go home and take care of him. You know, maybe the dad will. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I didn't completely understand the role of the dad in this film. I felt like, I I don't know. I think he was basically in it so that it wasn't a single mom. Uh-huh. But he didn't do a whole lot. No, he was kind of Ken. Yeah, he was kind of a Ken. Like he and was it was there. It was kind of like, he was kind of like, um, a l- seemed a little bit like a goon, a yeah. little bit. Like, 
he's allergic to the sun or something like that. He's trying to learn Spanish, but he can't. Mm-hmm. And then I think they want to, they, she wanted to go on vacation, but he's allergic to the sun, so they can't. Yeah. And then you just see him at home and then you see him in the car. Like there's not really much to his character except for the fact that they're, she's not a single mom. Yeah. I, yeah, I saw it as like most, to me, mostly it was just like, he's not important to the story and they're okay with that. Like they're not trying to make him important to the story. Gotcha. Um, his existence, I think is important because it's like, he, we don't see him do anything. Yeah. And that's important because, uh, America is someone who is like, has a lot that they want to do and a lot to offer. And seems to be carrying everything on her shoulders and her husband seems kind of oblivious to all of it. And yet she's doing things to make sure that he's comfortable and that like she's giving up stuff because so that he doesn't have to, you know, like the vacation thing, like gotcha. he's allergic to the sun. So no, they don't go on vacation. Um, and yeah, so, but it seems very one-sided and I don't, but I don't think they're like the movie's interested in like, getting too into that but i think it's important that he's exist like that he exists and he's there instead of it just being like oh she's a single mom because that's a t- that's an entirely different mm-hmm. dynamic and um i don't think that's what they were wanting to really focus too much on mm-hmm. but because obviously independence is important but they're i think they're not it's not just about being like you know female empowerment and you can you're independent you can you know do things for yourself and yeah who cares what everyone else thinks type of thing like the movie's very feels like it's like you were saying earlier like it's trying to kind of be like hey there's a balance like let's bring bring that together yeah i guess that's true that was my take on it but i think yeah i think you're right though like in movies a lot of times or tv shows whenever it is like a single mom in -hmm. particular not just a single parent but a single mom it seems like she has to take on so much to um take care of her family and she does that she steps up to the challenge and she works hard is successful and takes care mm-hmm. of her family um and you don't see that as much whenever it's a family unit like you don't you typically see the mom still in the role of being over the house and the kids making sure they have everything they need, making sure the husband has everything he needs Mm -hmm. to be successful and that, and she still has that role. Um, so maybe that is why that probably is why he was in the movie to show like that women who are married (laughs) can still be the ones that are stepping up and, Um, can be career focused, can also be very much a part of their family's lives. Mm-hmm. And they do have a lot to balance as well. So, uh, it's maybe this is a bit of a tangent, but I was thinking about like, well, how, I mean, most of the time when we see a, again, this is a blanket statement. There's obviously exceptions to this, but when I'm thinking about movies or TV shows or any sort of like representation in media of, of single moms, they're always like down on their luck, just hanging in there, like working multiple jobs. You know, they're taking care of their family all on their own. Everything is on them. But when you see 
something about single dads. They always have a support system. Mm-hmm. They always have the a grandmother or yeah. the, the mom of their wife who passed away or whatever. And it's always the mom passed away. It's never like the mom left. It happens, but it's almost always the mom died. Yeah. And now it's like, ah, oh, poor guy, you know? Yeah. Um, it's never, uh, he walked out of the relationship and now he's in this weird situation. Um, but you always, they always have a support system. Uh, I mean, I'm thinking like just TV shows, like even like full house, it's like, yeah, Danny's like, you know, a pretty, seems like a pretty successful guy, but like, he's got like a huge support system to raise his family. You know, he's not, there's yeah. not a lot of, uh, and there's nothing wrong with that, but that just tends to be the way that uh, just the way that we see those roles uh, represented is really interesting. Mm-hmm. And obviously there's exceptions, but I'm even thinking about uh, that Showtime show. Uh, we never really got into this one, but it's the, I can't remember, but it, it's uh, William H. Macy is the dad, but he's like a drunk and oh, yeah. his, he's got like 15 kids or something like that. But it's really about his oldest daughter yeah. being the independent single mother, essentially, you know? Yeah. So even in that, it's like, yeah, the dad's not really, it's a single dad, but he's a deadbeat, you know? Yeah. But, I was on that show, but I never, I only watched the first what's episode. What's it called? Shameless. Yes. That's what it is. Shameless. Yeah. So anyways, like I said, there's exceptions, but I just thought that was interesting thinking about that. It's like, huh. Yeah. Well, and then if it's shows from, you know, if it's not current shows that you're watching, if there Mm -hmm. is a single woman, she's having to work multiple jobs because she's not getting paid very much. Yeah. So I think that's. I don't know. That's a interesting dynamic as well. Yeah. There is a lot of work to be done to make things different. But I think that I hope that that this that Barbie has a a positive impact on that. I hope so too. It feels like something that if it's more than just women who watch it, mm-hmm. that it is something that can open up a conversation. Yeah. About okay. Is there more changes that need to be made? And how can we start working on those? Like, what are some ways that we can actually implement some of those changes today? How do we make it where it's not a boardroom full of men in suits mm-hmm. for a Barbie company? Yeah. <laughs> or a toy that is primarily focused on girls and women? Mm-hmm. <laughs> In the least creepiest way possible. <laughs> I like that they put Will Ferrell in that position because I'm like, of course it's Will Ferrell. Yeah, it's- <laughs> <laughs> but it needs to be because this it is a joke <laughs> that yeah. that would happen. And um, he's going to, yeah, he's a, a good person to put in that spot. Yeah, it's okay. Speaking of that, his casting in this movie feels so weird to me. Because it it's like you said, of course, it's Will Ferrell. It feels like they showed up on set and he was there already ready to go. <laughs> and none of the filmmakers knew that Will Ferrell was going to be in this movie and weren't prepared for Will Ferrell to be in this movie. It, I don't know how else to describe it because he's like, not only is he Will Ferrell, but he's he's what we think of when we think of Will Ferrell, which yeah. is that like 
early 2000s Will Ferrell, like Anchorman, big and loud. And like, I got a lot of Zoolander, like from this one. It's like, that's so weird because it's like, he's done other things since that time period that he's, he's very good and he can be funny in different ways, but they decided they wanted him to be that, that person. He was also kind of a goon in this. Yeah. He was like, even like they do the chase scene and he's just like, (laughs) uh, you know, can't climb over a wall and whatever. And then he's like, okay, skate guys, skate, you know? So it was just like, so goofy and, he really was not the focal point of the movie at all yeah. and didn't make a whole lot of difference well, if it was him or not, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Which was kind of cool. Yeah. He, it, uh, I mean, they, they kind of intentionally put it out there as you, at least I, I got this, is you sort of think that he's going to be the villain. Yeah. You know, yeah. early on. And they I think they do that intentionally because we're expecting, oh yeah, the big corporate CEO, like man in a suit, yeah. that's the villain right there. And it turns out it's like, no, he's kind of just a he's kind of just dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like he's kind of just like he's not he just is like not like even towards the end of it, like they're just they just aren't able to like see the consequences of their actions. Mm. And there's almost like a, a bit of like naivete in that like he like his line about who's like I we do this because we like want to like like empower like you know little girls and stuff like that and he starts talking about it and I joked earlier about his line about you know in the least creepiest way possible it's like oh I kind of believe you like you kind of it seems like you kind of actually do want that but you maybe have gone about it the wrong way uh, and you just need some guidance. And so in a way, the movie is very forgiving of him. Yeah. Uh, and not just condemning him as an evil, but more like, hey, you need some help and you need some guidance and you probably need to shake up how many men you have on your board. But like, we're not condemning you for being in charge. I think, you know, I think that's really yeah. interesting. I so. think that when you say villain, I don't think there was like a villain I think it was maybe our cultural mindset was kind of like that ended up being the villain in the movie just because that is what's like keeping it's making us go from one extreme to another Mm -hmm. um so that's really interesting that they didn't there wasn't like one person in particular I mean it leans that way with Ken a little bit when he starts establishing his patriarchy and takes over Barbie, but yeah, we're okay. so sympathetic to him mm-hmm. and Barbie at the same time that you're right. By the end of by the time it all shakes out, it, it's really not. It doesn't have like a mustache twirling, you know, yeah. type of thing going on. So. And then Barbie at the end ends up apologizing to Ken for being mm-hmm. insensitive toward him. You know, not every night needs to be girls' night. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> I love this. Girls' night is so fun though. <laughs> I loved his, uh, uh, oh gosh, what was it? Uh, oh, when he's asking her, like he wants to come over the yeah. first time, the first day in Barbie land that we're there and it's coming to an end and he's like, and she's like, what would we do? And he's just <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, you know, like it's just like, we're over here laughing, but, um, and then, <laughs> uh, but he, she, they're so confident like Barbies are so confident and there's just like no shame to their confidence mm-hmm. that they just say what they think in a way that's like, 
Yeah, you're not being cocky or bragging about yourself, like especially when people are like, you're so smart. And they're always like, I know. Not like, uh, I'm surprised. You're like, you're right. I know. It's just like, I know. Yeah. Like, it's almost, it's just like, it's weird for us because it's like, no, that's in real life. You have to be like, no, no, no. I'm, you know, you have to play dumb. But like, you're smart too. Yeah, you're smart yeah. too. Like, you know, don't put. You're so uh, much smarter than me. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so to hear them just be like, you're right. I am smart. Yeah. And not be surprised by it. So when Barbie is talking to him and she's just like, I don't want you here. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's harsh. And you realize, no, she's just speaking. She's just telling you, no, I want to do this other thing. I don't know. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> just like, yikes. <laughs> what a shutdown. She's like, well, like, oh, okay. He's like, yeah, no big deal. Also, the musical moments with him and the other Kins and the beach fight. Uh, the like storming of like the the storming of the beach. Yeah. All that stuff was fantastic. It made me think of singing in the rain. Like the just the size, the scale of the musical numbers and all that stuff. It just felt very like yeah. yeah. It made me think of how silly it is sometimes whenever guys do get in like the big like uh-huh. um uh <laughs> like puffing their chest out. Uh-huh. Um, like it's not fights. I mean, sometimes guys get into fights that are just so silly, but, um, uh, more of the, I'm better than you just kind of alpha thing. Male. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I definitely had moments in my life where I've seen guys do that. And I, it is so funny just to sit back and watch uh-huh. like, cause it's, it looks so silly. And that was like a very theatrical version of it. Yes. It felt like where it's like, what? I'm better than you. And they're like hitting each other with, you know, whatever they have, tennis rackets and whatever yeah. on the beach. And <laughs> yeah. And that scene where they are playing guitar, all they're all like talking to one Barbie on the beach. And then... Yeah. They st- they're trying to manipulate the guys and all they have to do is just like pretend like they're talking to a different Ken for a moment. Yep. And then they're like, what? Hey. Yeah. Just, it's like, oh my gosh. Well, of and course, then it's e- like the only- <laughs> Even like how that all starts is, um, you know, they're going to hang out with Ken. You know, she yeah. comes and apologizes and like, oh, I can be your, you know, whatever girlfriend, your part-time side oh yeah i can't remember the whole thing yeah (laughs) but then he's like okay let me sing at you and it's like yes yeah sing at you (laughs) it's like this isn't for you it's for me but i want why do you guys like to do this (laughs) it's as silly as it looked on the movie oh my gosh (laughs) i'm glad that we got to talk about this i'm glad we got to have you on the show finally me too. We talk about you enough on the show that uh, it's good for people to actually hear your voice now. So uh, I'm also glad that we got to go to the movies together. We never get to go to the movies together. <laughs> uh, and it was a movie where we both really enjoyed it. So Yes. Um, it was when I did not leave. You did not leave. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I, if that stays in the podcast, <laughs> I need to explain. <laughs> nope. No explanation. <laughs> Uh, that's for another. That's like for a future movies. episode. We'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back and talk about that later. But uh, do you have any other like any last thoughts about Barbie? Anything? Um, I hope that whenever Raya gets a little bit older, we get to watch this movie together. Mm. Just because I feel like it might be something 
Well, I don't know. It has a lot of cultural things in it to where I don't know if it'll be something that will speak to her at all. Mm-hmm. It might. And it will be really interesting to maybe watch this with her at some point in the future and see if there has been any changes in our culture, any big changes, mm-hmm. especially for women. So that's something I do look forward to. Yeah, We're already playing Barbie, so I'm sure <laughs> she's yeah. only two. I'm sure we're going to be playing Barbies for a few more years at least, and it'll yeah. be a part of her childhood too. So, I wonder uh, if you're going to be uh, as bad as your mom when it comes to keeping... Toys. Oh, I don't I, think so. I don't think you will be. <laughs> Maybe you should be in some areas, know. you know? It's <laughs> like, obviously, I mean, you brought all this stuff that it means a lot to you. So I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Not that we should be pack rats. That's all I'm saying. Don't, uh, no. you know. <laughs> I have my moments where I'm like, I can't be a hoarder. Throw everything away. <laughs> so I don't, I don't think I'll have to select few. You yeah. Know, is, uh, yeah. Well, thanks for being on. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you haven't seen Barbie, go watch it because it's really good. And it's probably still in theaters because that movie's making a lot of money. So (laughs) it's doing great. Uh, We should end it with, I'm a Barbie girl. (laughs) Keep going. In a Barbie world. It's fantastic. I'm made of plastic. You can brush my hair and take me anywhere. I don't remember the rest. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. Thank you. (laughs) 